Have your Bibles turn to Jeremiah 45. The word of the Jeremiah, the word that Jeremiah the prophet spake unto Baruch, the son of Neriah, when he had written these words in the book of the mount of Jeremiah, in the fourth year of Jericho, the son of Joash, the king of Judah, saying, Thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, unto thee, O Baruch. Thou didst say, Woe is me now, for the Lord hath added grief to my sorrow. I fainted in my sighing, and I find no rest. Thus shall thou say unto him, The Lord saith thus, Behold, that which I have built will I break down, and that which I have planted I will pluck up, even this whole land. And seekest thou great things for thyself? Seek them not, for, behold, I will bring evil upon all flesh, saith the Lord. But the life will I give unto thee, for I pray, in all places where thou goest. Let us pray. Father, we just ask you to touch us, open our hearts, receive the message, stand in need of, and bless the reading of thy word. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Here in Jeremiah 45, in the verses, that's, chapters that's coming up, or uh, God is dealing with his announcement of his judgment on the nations of the world. And that includes Egypt and Babylon and Moab. And, but he also includes the uh, people of God here in the kingdom of Judah. Even though God is dealing with the nations of the world, and he, in chapter 45 he's dealing with the nation of Judah, but he zeroes in on an individual. And he has a message for him tonight. I'm glad that God has a word and the whole world can prosper from his word. And, and the church as a whole benefits from the word of God. But I'm also glad he has a desire to say something to you and I tonight. God wants to deal with us personally. He wants to work in our hearts tonight. The message is designed to enlighten Baruch. It's designed to rebuke him, and it's designed to encourage him. Can I say it? It's this way. Sometimes God has to hurt you in order to help us. So he must break us in order to bless us. And God oftentimes uses the circumstances that we look around in this world and in our lives to knock the pride out of us. It'll deflate us. And sometimes we find ourselves in circumstances that are less favorable and they're not going our way as we think they should be going our way. And we're looking at this man tonight that begins to question things. But I'm glad that God has a message for him. God is desiring to break him down and get the prideful attitude out of him. Maybe he had begun to, to rely on, upon himself too much. Maybe he uh, uh, started getting comfortable. I, I'm reminded what uh, Prophet Samuel told uh, King Saul. You were better off when you were little in your sight. Sometimes we get prideful. Sometimes we stand on the box and say, look at me, look at me, look at me. John the Baptist, the great, great John the Baptist, 
uh, preacher, uh, uh, God, Jesus in himself, and there was none born of woman that was greater than John the Baptist. But yet John knew his ministry was about to end. He knew that he had to decrease and Jesus had to increase. There was no pride there. There was a deflation going on. Bible tells us pride go before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. You say, well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Christian. Well, sometimes we get prideful too. Sometimes we put ourselves on a pedestal and dare anyone to knock us off. But can I remind you that God can knock you off? God can bring you to a place in your life that you would have said, Lord, help me. And he'll get you to a place where you get down to the altar and cry, Lord, please reign in my heart and my life. Guide me. We, we find this man, Baruch, is discouraged. He said, The word of Jeremiah the prophet spake unto Baruch the son of Neriah, when he had written these words in a book at the mouth of Jeremiah in the fourth year of Jericho, the son of Joaz, the king of Judah, saying, Thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, unto thee, O Baruch, thou didst say, Woe is me now. We, we find the words of the man that is discouraged. We find the words of the man that is displeased tonight. He's ready to give up. He is ready to throw in the towel. Now he, 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 he's as this individual, he, he, he was this, uh, uh, he was with this, he, he, this man is the penman of the prophet Jeremiah. He was his friend, he was his companion, he was, he was with him all the time, he was with him for years and years and years, and, and he got to write down the words of God that God gave Jeremiah. He, he penned the, he heard the messages. He heard that Barak, Barak was familiar with God's messages. And it seemed like the moment everything comes crashing down, it becomes a realization in his heart and his mind of Baruch. He spent years following God's man and writing, Woe is me, woe is this, woe is that. Judgment is coming. There's a realization on the part of Baruch. Everything around me is going to be destroyed. God is talking about his judgment, telling on the, on the world that I am living in. The places that I'm walking in, the places that I, I'm going, they're all going to experience the judgment of God. We could say the same thing. The places that we live in, the places that we've been, the places that we're going, is going to experience the judgment of God. It seems like the truth has become real to him. In an instant, the world that he lives in is bound for judgment. It was bound for destruction. Everything they had held dear in their life, everything they had held dear in their hearts were going to be destroyed. Not just in the present tense, but also in the future tense. God's words tells us judgment is coming. We're going to have to worry about what's going on we look around in this world today and see all the trouble we have. 
If you read the prophets Jeremiah and Ezekiel, it's easy to make application, draw the comparison to what they were going to in their day and, and point at our country today. Every household, every family, every part of society has been affected by sin. Here Baruch looks at the world around him and he finds himself discouraged. You know just as well as I do. If you get your eyes on this world, you get to looking around things in this world, you'll get discouraged. You'll get in this crazy mixed up world that we live in. Even in our state, even in our community, you get your eyes on it too much, we'll become discouraged tonight. And it's easy to. It's easy to get discouraged. You look at people who cannot decide what they are. When God created them, God knew what they were, but now they said, I want to change it. And we're living in a mixed up world. It's easy to get discouraged when you look out in this world and says, this is what God has created. This is what God has done. But yet man, it says, I want to change everything that God has done. We're heading for destruction. We're heading for judgment. And I say that a child of God, we realize that the world is, we live in is bound for judgment. Everything that we know, everything that touches the fabric of our lives, the house that we live in, the community that we live in, the people that we know that aren't saved, we know this world is heading towards judgment. Brooke looks around and finds himself discouraged. And it's easy to become discouraged. Sometimes there are not a lot of things that has to happen to you to make you feel discouraged. If we just end right here, said, man, what a, what a sad commentary. We're looking at pending doom. We're looking at judgment of God's coming. And we know that because the word of God tells us it's coming. But can I say I'm glad there is hope. There is hope. God hears his cry. God sees the discouragement in his life. God hears his, hears his displeasure in his voice. And God speaks up and he says something to him in verse 2. Thus said the Lord, the God of Israel, unto thee, O Baruch, thou didst say, Woe is me now, for the Lord hath added grief to my sorrow. I faint in my sighing, and I find no rest. Thus shall thou say unto him, The Lord saith thus, Behold, which I have built up, I'll break down, and which I have planted, I will pluck up, even this whole land. Here Brooke is displeased and discouraged and, and maybe he's wanting some encouragement word from God. Maybe he's looking for that uh, uplifting word from God. Maybe he's saying, Lord, I, I need you to just fill my spirit. Uh, he's thinking that something's going to, he's going to get exactly what he needs to get him up. But God's word does not change. God said in verse 4, it goes like from bad to worse. There is no message of inspiration. There's no, no, uh, everything's going to be great. There's not still, God 
There is no truth in the world. In the world. There's no trust. It's nothing like that. What God does tonight, Baruch acknowledges what he says. Baruch acknowledges that judgment is coming. And in verse 3, we find God speaks and repeats himself of what's going to happen. Can I say God's word does not change? What God has spoke, what God has said, it's going to happen. He's saying, and I need something, I need to be lifted up. I don't need to be reminded uh, of, the, uh, of the coming judgment. And God directs him back to the word again. We, we want to hear something different in our lives when it's not going the way we'd like our lives to go. When we get down and discouraged and when we get in trouble and, and trials, we, we want a word from God that will lift us up. Sometimes God says, you have to stay in your trial. You have to stay there. In that situation that you're in, you're just going to have to go through that. You're going to have to deal with that. But we want God to give us a refreshing word. And God just repeats himself. I'm in the midst with you. I'm there with you. And there's times God will do that. There's times God will give you a word of encouragement. There are times that God will lift you up. There's times God will help you. But it's not this time. Jeremiah 1 and verse 10, uh, God calls Jeremiah. And it tells him why he called him. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdom to root out and to uh, pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build, and to plant. The very first message that Jeremiah speaks that God gives him is the message of doom, is a message of uh, judgment, and is a message of destructions on his way. He has not changed his mind. God's message is still the same. It was same then, it is same now, and it's going to be same tomorrow. There is a message of doom and destruction for those who have rejected the Lord Jesus Christ. It was a message of coming judgment. But he, you know, from that time when God called Jeremiah and Jeremiah 1 to this time, it's been 22 years and that message has not changed. That message has not changed. His scribe, Baruch, has written these words of God down. And, and he's probably thinking, how in the world is that supposed to encourage me? I've heard the message of destruction. I've heard the message of judgment. How is that going to strengthen me? How is that going to encourage me? He says, because my word never changes. It's still what God says. God said, now, yes, Baruch, things are going to get real bad. Going to get bad. But I'm glad that even in judgment is coming, there's still a king sitting on a throne in heaven. And I belong to him. Everything looks bad right now. Everything looks bleak right now. But thanks God, he's going to make everything all right. 
One day he's going to split the clouds open. He's going to call us home. He's going to make everything all right down here. It may look bad down here. We may have troubles and trials down here. But one day he's going to make it all right with all of us. If Jesus tarries for another 20 years, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. It's not going to get better. Bible says they're going to wax worse and worse and worse. It's going to get worse. It's not going to get better. We're not looking for this great revival for the land to be healed and everybody come to God. We're not looking for that because it's never going to happen. God deals with us individually. It would be great if our country had a leader that turned us back towards God. We don't have that. We're drifting further and further away from God. And I'm afraid that because the country is drifting further and further away from God, the churches are starting to drift with them. We need to stand on what God says because we know as a saved, born again child of God, there is judgment, there is destruction coming upon this world. He says, I want you to realize this. The message is bigger than the messenger. The message that we need to preach today is Jesus Christ. The gospel. We need to preach that more than every. I, I'm looking around and I, I think it needs to be put out more and more because I see the end is coming. With all the things that we see in this world today, the end is coming. It is near. The Bible says, look up your redemption, draw nigh. We ain't got to look up. We just look around and see how immorality this country is gone. He, he said, there is hope. God heard his cry. God knew Baruch's thoughts, verse 5. And seekest thou great things for thyself? Seek them not, for behold, I will bring evil upon all flesh, saith the Lord. But thy life I will give unto thee for a prey in all places whither thou goest. God reveals his motives this evening. You see, Brooke could have fallen prey. He could have fell and prayed and desired great things. If he thought it was possible, he, he probably thought it was possible for him to get great rewards, a prominent position. I remember when James and, and John uh, uh, decided they you were know, arguing and talking about who's the greatest, and they desired one on the one hand of the Jesus and one on the other hand of Jesus. They're, they were looking for that prominent position. Maybe Root got to thinking about, look who I am. Look what I'm doing. I, I, I want that prominent, I want that position. Root did sin, did not necessarily lie in the desire for great things. But his sin because the things he desired controlled him. He, he was seeking great things not for the glory of God, but the glory of self-gratification, self-glorification. He, he had gotten comfortable 
in the ministry. Can I say that it is very possible even for a preacher to get comfortable in the ministry tonight as you prepare a message and get ready for a message and, and, and we just think about it and said, hey, I, I prepare myself, I study myself, and I'm preparing a message. And, and sometimes we forget to apply that message to ourselves that we get where we just preach it to everybody else. Maybe Brooke was thinking about it. I, I am the pinsman. I am next to the man of God and, and I don't have to go through that. But let me tell you, there's a lot of times a message that God gives is just for me and nobody else. You just get in on the privilege of hearing about it because God has to deal with me. And it's very easy for a preacher to get to the point where it's all he's doing is preach and preach and never putting that message back at him. I've heard it say this way, do as I preach and not as I do. And we've got a lot of those today. Bible seal says that there is a narrow way that we must walk down and broad way that leads to destruction. God has called us to walk the narrow way. Maybe he was looking for applause. If you think the world's going to stand up and give you applause because you serve Christ, you are sadly mistaken. Look who I am. I'm a Christian. They don't care today. Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. There's nothing wrong with having things. There's nothing wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with having uh, uh, things that you like in this present world. There's nothing wrong with having hobbies. There's nothing wrong with that. God has blessed many people with a lot of things. God wants us to enjoy the things that God has blessed us with. But can I say when the things that you have start having you, that's a problem. It's a problem. We see his direction in verse 5. Seeketh thou great things for thyself, seeth thou, behold, I will bring evil upon all flesh. And the Lord, saith the Lord, thy life, and I will give unto thee for a prey in all places where thou goest. Baruch failed to apply the message of the word of God to himself. He failed to apply it to himself. It's easy to forget the self-application of God's word when we read God's word. It's easy for us to point out, say, well, that, that means for them and not me. That, that, that word means for them, it's not for me. I, I, I'm not like it, that word is for them. It's easy to start pointing your fingers at somebody else that they need this and start, you know, maybe sometimes you ought to just say in the mirror and say, Lord, is this me? Is this me? apply it to our own lives we sometimes to get it to put it to ourselves then comes rewards in the midst of judgment God makes a way out in the midst of darkness now there's light that was shining in the wrath God could God remember mercy God course of judgment for the world 
could not and would not be altered. It's coming. But in the midst of the judgment, thank God there is mercy. Thank God for the grace of God. As we look around in this world, we know that there is judgment coming. It's coming. Destruction is coming. But there is hope in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. One of these days, those that belong to him were going, to, going up. It, I, I may go by the way of the grave. I may go by the way of the trumpet. It doesn't matter either way. I'm going to be, bid this world goodbye. I'm going to build to a better place. Uh, not because of who I am. Not because of what I've done. Uh, it's not because I've been so good. But it's because all about him. Uh, it's what he's done for me. Uh, he, brought, he went to the cross of Calvary. He died upon that cross. He shed his blood. It's all because of him. And because of him, I'm heading to a better land. I'm heading for a better place. God has called us not to set our sights on the things of this world. Fame. There are those who want the fame. There are those who want the glory. There are those who want the power. But God has said, set your sights on the things of God. The message is bigger than the messenger. We sometimes can get a prideful attitude about us on who we are. We just get comfortable with the ministry. I, I'm afraid I get like that sometimes. I just get comfortable. And, and God has a way of reminding me, you've gotten too comfortable. When I, and I, I, I start reading the word of God and they just pound in my head. You're not doing it right. You're not doing it right. You've gotten comfortable. Humble yourself. Pray. Why? Because judgment is coming. I, I want to get closer to him than I ever have before. I, I, need to, I need to feel him beside me every day now. And I know I'm going to a better place. I know where I'm heading to. The word of God. It's not going to change. There's nothing in this world that's going to stop the judgment of God from coming. And I don't care what leader's in charge. I don't care where they're in charge at. There's nothing they can do to stop the judgment of God. It's coming. And it's coming quicker than people think today. Get ready. Get ready. I like to see everybody around the throne. Amen. Praising God, giving the glory. Amen.